I can repeat that. <laughs> so you're kind of known for knowing a little bit about everything, Marty. No, not everything. Just the music stuff, I think. Music stuff, yeah. I'm sure we can find plenty of things I don't know anything about. I think on your profile it says you know everything about everything. Who wrote this profile and where is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's introduce Marty, shall we? Yeah, sorry. Um, All right. Bit of a fan fan girl thing going on, but um, Marty Marty's um, in a well. Introduce yourself, I think, Marty, because it's, well, you're a, you're a journalist, you're, well, you're that's, a publisher, that's you're a, that's a strong word to use to bandy about. So yeah, uh, by profession, I'm a, a video editor. So that's how I got to New Zealand. I got hired by Sky TV, mm. but more. Then often than not, people know me for my music stuff that I do because I was on Radio New Zealand for many years, producing and interviewing people and blah blah blah. They and still produce some great content, right? I yep, mean, yep. shout out mm. to RNZ. Exactly. And then I started up the Thirteenth Floor, which is kind of my own personal content. Yeah, thing. and then, uh-huh. what, what do we call that? A webzine, or you can call it whatever you want. A blog, a website. A, mm. Music magazine. I it's don't know. It's fantastic. What it is. I mean, there's so much content there, and it's yes, so quick. Like yep. um, PJ Harvey's release last week, you know, like bang straight bang. away. You've, exactly. You've got content up there. Are you One thing we don't. Are you a recording studio up there too? Yeah, we just had the Boom Boom Deluxe up there this afternoon. Boom Boom Deluxe. Boom Boom Boom. They got a new song called "Was a Leopard Print." Yeah. They're a rockabilly band. Oh, okay. Local rockabilly boom, band. Boom, 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 and boom, boom, uh, boom. leopard print. So they're all dressed in leopard skin things. They got. Two females in the band, the lead singer and the drummer, so they look good in the leopard skins. Mm. And the guys, well, they look like guys wearing leopard skin. Awesome. So it'll be a, quite the video, I'm sure. Oh. Cool. You're, oh, so you're filming the video we just, today? Well, eight, well, they've already got a re- real music video, but then they come up and do a live performance at my right. place. Right. I think I've seen some of your yeah. live performances. Yeah. We've up had there, many, cool. many, 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 yeah. many of them. How many hits are you getting? How long what? How many hits? How many the, hits? Like unique Views. visitors uh, to the site. Uh, good question. Or you just post it on your website. It's not. And then we have platforms. a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to, and mm-hmm. the website you can subscribe. Do you want to do a shout out to the um, YouTube? It's just yeah, it's just floor. subscribe, man. Thirteenth <laughs> floor. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's the thirteenth floor in Z. Isn't there thirteenth floors in other countries? It's just a, so the so the name comes from a band called the Thirteenth Floor Elevators, mm, who were right. a psychedelic band from Texas in the sixties run by a guy named Rocky Erickson. And the band was notorious for having dropped acid before every gig. Mm. And then... They leave. should take better care of it. You don't well, want to drop that stuff just everywhere. Right? I, well, that's, Rocky found that out the hard way. And then he ended up in the um, mental asylum, and he got, then he got drafted, but he didn't... Hell, hell. <laughs> Where's the fire? Sorry. One thing we can't kind of keep going through... That's even worse in my place. It's yeah. even noisier. I get, it's, you'd think the whole place was on fire every day. You know, I think <laughs> the so. The 13th floor, weren't they the first psychedelic band ever? One of them, yes. And so, yeah, so Rocky Erickson ended up in a mental asylum. They gave him the, I don't know what. And anyway, but uh, they their first album is a psychedelic classic, mm. 13th floor elevator. What defines psychedelic? Well, it's a state of mind. Uh, you states. know it when you hear it. So, you know, Jefferson Airplane was fairly psychedelic. Uh, Quicksilver Messenger Service. Conan Moccasin. Maybe, if he's in the right mood. Sure. Mm, I think his music's quite psychedelic. So, you know, it's just... Who's your fantasy band? Like, if you could put together a fantasy band. Mm. We were talking about this earlier. Mm. That's interesting. See, uh, because I'm... Living living or dead. 
What's that? Living or dead? Oh, Jesus. I'd have to. No, I don't think Jesus plays. No, but Hendrix does, and he's close. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd throw him in there. Yeah. Oh, you'd have to. What about with Jimmy Page, the two Jimmys? Nope. You wouldn't have? Nope. Not a bit. Overrated. I saw Led Zeppelin when they did their reunion thing uh, in uh, the Atlantic 40th anniversary Mm. thing, and they were terrible. Did you see the video of him playing at um, Live Aid, and he's like really drunk? Yeah. And if he got to turn off his course pedal or something? So, I mean. He has his moment. They make great records. Love the records, <laughs> right. but sorry. Yeah. I did Bowie as my friend. Bowie. Name. Yeah, I saw Bowie in many times. First time in 74. Yeah. Diamond Dog cool. Store. So, that, yeah, I'm a Wonderful. big Bowie fan. My favorite band is Mata Hoople. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and Ian Hunter, who's the leader of Mata Hoople, is just about to turn 84. Amazing. He's older than Dylan, and he's put out a great new album. Uh, so, he's still rocking. Do you think there's any chance that we'll ever see the Rolling Stones back in New Zealand? Yep. You reckon? Sure. As long as they're alive, yes. <laughs> are, they just, are they just going <laughs> to shuffle on with their walkers? Well, yep. That's what they do. That's who they are. Yeah, you know, I think possibly Keith Richards died somewhere in the 90s, but no one's had the courage to tell him. Yep. Uh, well, I saw Keith. He was on that Willie Nelson 90th thing uh, last weekend. He mm. looked great. Oh, yeah. I, usually Keith looks pretty shady, but I'm going to say. He probably he probably had a blood transplant. Maybe. He, yeah, yeah, very yeah. possible. But he looked great. So. We've got to like, take better care of the planet because we've got to think about what kind of world we're going to leave behind for Keith Richards. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so at the 13th floor, like every time you, like are you on acid right now? No, I've never okay, dropped no. it myself, but there's still time. <laughs> Yeah. It's fantastic. I, I, I've never taken any drugs until now that I'm past 65. If I screw up now, who cares? <laughs> I highly <laughs> I encourage my brain. Acid trip. Okay, well, it's probably in the future, in the mm. recent mm. future, I'm guessing. How long have you been on K-Road for? Uh, well, I've been in New Zealand since 1994. I live on Simon Street, sorry, not K-Road. But I've lived there for about 12 years. Yeah. So, I mean, let's get personal. Are you doing all right out of this like journalism gig? No, of course not. The only thing, <laughs> is anybody the only people who getting, is making money? The out? only people making less money than musicians are the people who write about music. Right. <laughs> so, so, so we're in the middle of fundraising. So you know, like I feel bad. I had uh, Boom Boom Deluxe up at the place today. They'd been boom, up, boom. They've been up before. Deluxe. Now, last time they came up, which is three or four years ago. There was no money involved. We just shot them and I edited it and put it up. But now I got I want to, I feel bad, but I got to pay my crew and mm-hmm. I, you know I got to pay the rent mm-hmm. and I'm not working at Sky anymore. Yeah. So I had to charge the band. But I'm thinking to myself, the band's the last people I want their money. I want so yeah, we're you yeah. know we're trying to get government funds. And, is it on is, air is there much money around? Like I mean, yes. Are there, yeah. Of course, there's plenty of money around. Just ask Live Nation or somebody like that. But they're not mm-hmm. sharing it. Yeah. Right. But NZ on air should be, right? Someone yeah, seeing yeah. like your videos. So, yeah, we're, we're talking to them, and we're working on a deal with Juice TV. So we're going to have a show How on many there. of you are there? I mean, for God's sake. <laughs> well, that's interesting. So I some days I feel like it's all me, but we had a st- first staff meeting a couple of months ago. There were 25 people there. Right. Whoa, <laughs> oh, really? I was like, holy right. crap, who are these folks? So that was fun, and we had a, well, a great time, you know, camoozing and schmoozing and blah, blah, blah. So, you know. What's your biggest, you know, avenue stream or what's your biggest thing that you're providing for people? Probably yeah. the thing that people know us most for is concert reviews. So we do, I mean, I, there are weeks where we cover five, six, seven concerts. So then you get in for free to the concerts? Oh, yeah. And we have, so we have a is reviewer and a photographer. Huh? Is that ethical? Yeah. Why isn't it? <laughs> you're well, just having a good time. If you're going in for free and you write a good review, 
How do I know it's just a genuine it, good it's the, review? The opposite happens. If you pay for it, then you you're invested in it. So you, your opinion is shaded. If you get it free for everything, which is what we do, mm. then you you come with a clean slate. I don't know. Nope. I think we could debate the re- this ethical mm, dilemma for, for a long time. I'm conflicted because I mean, when we when we do restaurant reviews on Carrot, we always pay for our meals. So that that's a mistake. There's no bias. <laughs> you're, do- you're doing it wrong. <laughs> well, just so we can't be seen as being, you know, and we generally like the restaurants that do support us. Thanks, White Lady. Right. Oh, there um, you go. Saloon hey. Bar. You know, Coco's Cantina. Right. We don't review them because... Right, okay, I got you. Well, I can't do that. There's only X amount of venues. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't go to the power station because they're my, I didn't miss half the great shows, so I can't do that. Yeah, and but, So who do, you, who do you call up to be like, I'm going to review the show? It depends. Um, Usually it's a promo, the promoter or uh, the right. publicist. Yeah. Sometimes it's the actual band. Mm. It, if it's like Whammy Bar or Wine Cellar and I know them, mm-hmm. I'll say, yo... We're coming. Yep, okay. Yeah. I mean, seem, I, we're not smooth. They want the publicity. You seem very prolific. Yeah, I am. I mean, do you want some prophylactics? No, not, not right today. Thanks. Did I, you say I've, no, he said prolific. Oh, well, just a <laughs> shout out. I've been donated a heap of um, prophylactics, and you younger members of the audience can find a dictionary for that. Um, and if, if you're passing by and you're planning a big night, pop on and we got you covered. Literally. So to speak. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. So prolific. Prolific. So, what, what, what's your motivation? What gets you up in the morning? Well, I I got up at 5.30 this morning mm. because I went to a show last night by a guy named Rule. Do you know who that is? Rule. No. See, neither did I. So he's Australian pop star. He's 20 years old. Yeah. He's six foot five. They, but does he rule? Well, actually, he did. So I didn't pay for any money for the show. I had a photographer there. I'm in the gig. I'm, Who's your photographer? Uh, his name, at, I have several of them. The guy is Chris Zwagdyke was the guy who was there last night. So anyway, I'm there with like, the, it was at the Auckland Town Hall. The place is full of 19-year-old girls. That's mm. his target yeah. demographic and a few guys that are there to take their, but that's it. And I'm like, I've never heard this guy, but I want to hear what it sounds like. Mm. And I was very impressed. I mean, it was a it was a good show. Yeah. You know, it was a big show, too. I mean, there was yeah, a lot of hall. stuff going on. and uh, Yep. Yeah, so so uh, how often are you seeing gigs? It depends. Well, this is the first one this week, but I've had times when I've gone to seven gigs in the five days. Yeah. Best gig you've ever seen. You're on meth, aren't you? No. I've like, face it. Not even close. Not, 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 high, on, high on music. No, best gig. I, that's an easy one. Best gig you've ever seen. Yeah, that was in uh, November of 1973. So my favorite band, Mata Hoople, was the mm. headliner. Second on the bill was the New York Dolls. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Opening act, Aerosmith. That's, was that before McLaren destroyed their career? Yes, just before that. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. But so you can't beat that. Aerosmith, yeah, nobody yeah. knew who Aerosmith dream was. On. It was just Dream On just come out. So yeah. that was that's my favorite gig. Wow, cool. What's the worst gig? Mm. I don't even know. Um, maybe I do. Was it Drax Project? They were here. They really? played I at the I, I at the town. Meant to be quite good. They're supposed to be, and they, I'm sure they are from time to time. But I remember seeing them a couple of years ago, and I, it was dreadful. But it wasn't necessarily their fault. It was, I think, it was a sound problem or okay. whatever. You know, stuff yeah. like that. So, Marty, are you a musician too? Uh, barely. Yeah. So you play the barely. Beer does help. So my when I was you know uh, the right age, 
punk rock was happening, and mm. I was heavily into the punk. I mean, I saw the Ramones at CBGB, so that's okay. my creds um, right there. Could be a documentary about you just for that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I worked in this place called the House, Great Great House of Guitars in Rochester, which is a huge music store. And there were musicians everywhere, and we were helping to sell the records. And everybody was in a band, so I got roped into being in a mm. band. They were called The Now. I played mm. the bass because it seemed like the easiest thing to do, and I, it mm. was. And we made a record, you mm -hmm. know, 45, which now sells for like $500 on disc oh, cogs. Cool. But yeah, you know, we did like three gigs. Right. <laughs> and if you guys got back together, you could change the name to Then. Then, yeah, but yeah. two of them are dead, I think, so that's probably not going to happen. That's not impossible. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> we could do AI or something, or what? Yeah, GPT, yeah. they've been using experimenting with holographics, and okay, well, that's something. They've had performances to. like from Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson, but they're holograms. All right. Yeah, I told Chat GPT to write me a song the other day, like just lyrics and chords. Yep, it was pretty bad, but I was like, "Well, wow, that's cool." <laughs> I had to write a review for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna <laughs> think of a feature on the thirteenth floor. We'd feature, we'd review a new album and let Chat GPT review it and see yeah. if people, right. which one they prefer. Well, actually, the invitation we sent you, I got a Chat GPT to write that too. No, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> 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 For the young initiated, Chat GPT is an AI artificial intelligence project pro program or an app or whatever website, and it will write virtually anything. You can come up with. Yeah. Actually, but, I've got to confess okay. that in the latest edition of the K Road Chronicle, a ringer man has been written by <laughs> Chat GPT. But who owns the intellectual property rights to right, that? Right, right, exactly. So, and I, I think in like 20 years, everybody's going to be laughing about how we were so afraid of how AI was going to ruin the world, just like they were yeah. afraid 20 years earlier about the internet. So, you know, you just got to move on. Oh. Open your minds. Move on. I remember everyone thought microwaves were going to make us impotent and give us cancer. They, uh, and well, that's the invention I want to make. It's called the macrowave, mm -hmm. and you can make things uh, steadily colder in a quick time. Aren't they freezers? <laughs> no, 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 but like in a minute. Oh, okay. Like you get your noodles hot in a minute, it'll be like <laughs> ice in a minute. Right. Macrowave. Macrowave. Yeah. Cool. I'm looking for investors. Yeah, yeah good, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and speaking of investors, opportune time to thank my sponsors, Saloon Bar, um, White Lady. Have we thanked the sponsors? Archols. Archols. Um, Brett Ravlich. Um, everybody that really supports Chronicle helps, helps us make a difference in a small way. And thank you, Marty, for coming on the show. Mm, so, sure. Yeah. I mean, you're obviously, how many hours a day are you putting in? Well, like today, I started at 5.30 to write this review of the uh, rule. rule guy. And then I had, I rented out my venue in the morning to some folks who were having yoga classes for the deaf. Hmm. That's not a band name, right? It could be, though. Yeah. And then we did the Boom Boom Deluxe thing. Mm. Mm -hmm. And now here I am. Mm. So um, where do you see the future heading for media? Like not just the music industry, but, you know, I really wanted to see get your take on, on mm. the state of media because, you know, we're, we're in this podcasting frontier and, um, you know, do you listen to podcasts? Some, yeah, I listen to quite a few. Which ones do you enjoy most? Uh, there's one called Sound Opinions, which is out of Chicago to mm. music uh, critics. Mm. So they yammer on. And I listen to a lot of current affairs newsy type things mm. i heard you on a good podcast with don mcglashan okay kiwi radio one that was really good are okay. you are you tight with him 
He's played. He's been. He's played in my living room. I love his as, music as so many much. have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Don's a great guy. He's very cool. Mm. What was your career path like when you were in high school? Did, could you ever mention that you'd be at this stage? Of- no, I had no idea what I was going to do. So, but I did go to university. What we call study? it college. And I w- my plan at my original, I was going to major in. What was it? I think it was like math, some kind of something I had nothing to do. Anyway, I ended up hanging out in the college radio station, and that got me interested in broadcasting. And my fruit, when I got out of university, I got a degree, believe it or not. Uh, and I was working part time at a radio station similar to like, um, how rocky, you know, classic rock station, right, but yeah. this is in the late 70s. Yeah. And so I worked there, and then. I worked at a place called MXR, which makes guitar pedals and sound things. Oh, yeah. I was, and then I worked at a TV station. That's how I got into TV business. A brand new TV station opened up, and I was doing camera work. So the first thing I did was start a music show. Mm. So we, because we, so we, this is 1980 pre MTV, and we, uh, so we had it simulcast on the FM radio station, and we did mm. the TV that show. That used to be a big thing. And we had Ozzy Osbourne and the Blizzard of Oz. It's the only known live full recording of randy rhodes playing with ozzy really? it's all oh, over the oh, internet now cool. it's on uh, youtube stuff so so that was how i started out doing stuff mm. like that and then you made a lot of celebrities in your time then a couple yeah, yeah. what's like your favorite one you met Ooh. maybe mick ronson who's also my favorite guitar player he what, was lahoopy again well bowie and mott all right yep so bowie was just this i mean he wasn't even you couldn't call him the greatest musician or the greatest um singer even right but, ju- but like he just He's pretty good though <laughs> such, such a presence yes. such you know groundbreaking mm. stuff yep. and i think even bowie would be the first to admit that he didn't really do anything himself except spot trends and and movements and and mm. do them really well but he's a pretty creative guy and i just saw a great quote because i watched this uh, documentary about little richard that's just coming mm. out oh, right. oh, that, cool. I, that i reviewed on the website is it called tutti frutti no it's called uh all of everything or something yeah. uh it basically you should watch it if yeah. you, especially if you know anything about little richard but there's a quote that david bowie said about little richard he told somebody early on i want to sound like little richard looks Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's great Tootie yeah. Fruity yep. You know, notice how the world's kind of gone to shit since Bowie died Well sure, yeah, I do actually I definitely. <laughs> that was a connection. hard day to get through uh, We had a little uh, kind of a, a gathering at my place on the day It just happened spontaneously What a way to go Him, him and Leonard Cohen knew how to do it <laughs> Well, Leonard Cohen, he went well into his 80s. He's still yep. putting out albums. That was great. You want a darker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want my voice deeper. Yeah. What do you think of that conspiracy theory that they replaced Paul McCartney in the 60s? Uh, it's, it's a nice thought. No. That's nice ridiculous. thought. Uh, nice for wings, maybe. <laughs> no, no. What do you call a dog with wings? Don't say it. I'm not going to say it. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm a fan of both Linda and Yoko. So, so. <laughs> Yeah, see, you, you guys talking about your dream band. Mine, I would bring back probably John Lennon as lead singer. I think you're right. Yep, definitely. I, I reckon Lennon was overrated. Is he? No, no, he wasn't. His, Who, yeah. Who's a band you haven't managed to review or gone to see that's like top of you? Well, I would have loved to see The Velvet Underground. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then when they reunited in 1993, I thought, aha, Here's my chance because they toured Europe, mm. and then they, but but they broke up again before they came to the states. So I missed out on that. Oh, again. really? They Second had like time. internal conflict before yeah, they finished Lou the tour. Yeah, Lou and John Cale never. It's a. It's, it was. 
tenuous. What are, the, what, are, <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are some of the lengths you've had to go to to get into gigs? Yeah, maybe you're a bit short of money or no, in the early never days, not, short of no, never had come to on, hustle. You must have yeah. snuck in the back door at some stage. No, I, you can always talk your way in. <laughs> <laughs> I just wear my T-shirt, my uh, Reb Fountain T-shirt. It says, don't you know who I am? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it works well. Yeah, good. Well, yeah. <laughs> what was the craziest gig you've seen? Crazy. Oh, let's see. Iggy Pop, maybe, in the mid-80s. It was I pretty wild. It. I, I saw Iggy Pop in the 80s. Yeah. And then I went to the Rolling Thunder Review, Bob Dylan, and that was wild. I mean, I right. had everybody there. So that was 75, 76. And Who are the bands that get your blood pumping these days? Uh, well, see, I'll say a band, and it'll still be an old band. Like Wilco. I like Wilco. Mm. But they're... What's a contemporary Auckland band or artist that people should know more about? I like Miss June. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Too, yeah. They're cool. I mean, yeah, I should have written those things down before I came in because I, I can never think of every day, don't you? No, <laughs> yeah, I think, well, that's I think the problem. It, I think it's more honest when it's off the cuff. Yeah, but I do like Miss June. I think they're a cool band. Mm, good mm. name, too. Yeah, and uh, Mima Wilder is cool. I like mm. her. Any gigs coming out you think could or deserve them. a plug? What am I? Uh, what am I going to see? I'm going to see Don McLean on on Tuesday. So that's the Whoa. next. All I can think of is the next gig. Don McLean, the American Pie. Oh, right, that guy. That's still going. Yeah. Huh? Yep. And I first met him when I was in university. He played there, and I got somehow I ended up being the guy who had to pick him up from the airport, uh-huh. which was about twenty miles away in Rochester, and drive out to Brockport. Did you drive the Chevy to the Levy? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Was the Levy drive? I think it was a Pinto that I was driving <laughs> at the time. But uh, but he was he was. Did you sit meet some? Good old boys. Yes, he he wanted me picking up chicks for him, and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> he didn't ask you to pick out some whiskey and rye. And uh, I I can sing the entire song <laughs> if, if called upon. So my daughter, I have two daughters, and the younger one and myself, if we're in the car and the song comes on, we have to listen to the whole thing before we get out of the car. And mm. Seven and a half minutes of the thing. It mm. is a long song, but it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Mm. So, um, and the last time I saw Don McLean, he did it twice. <laughs> really? Well, it, it, it must really suck as a performer to have like only a handful of you know yeah. really big hits. I don't think so. I mean, he's had Dreidel and uh, a couple, of, you know, a bunch of songs. So, and when you have one song that everybody knows. It's not a bad deal. Oh, yeah, they say to Lou Reed, are you sick of that song, Walk on the Wild Side? He's like, no, it's been paying my rent for the last I'm sure it years. has, yes. Exactly. That's how it works. Apparently Sat- Frank Sinatra hated my way. Yeah, but he didn't write it either. So that's why yeah. he wasn't getting any royalties. It wasn't his way. <laughs> it was Paul Anka. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, what's your opinion then on like music these days? Because it has changed a lot from, you know, back in the day, 60s and 70s. seems people are writing their music themselves much less now i think they you're just not hearing it because i do a lot of interviews on the 13th floor with a lot of musicians that you would have never heard of Mm. great records most of them are recorded in their own studios at Mm. home you know written and play everything they do it all themselves (laughs) and they sound Mm. incredible so you're saying there's too much competition now no it's just that they're i mean these great musicians writing great songs sitting at home twiddling their thumbs all they got, you know, especially with the pandemic, it was even more accentuated like that. But you just, there's no way for them to be heard because unless you're Ed Sheeran or Taylor Swift or you, you got that machine behind you, there's no room for anybody else. But isn't doesn't that mean we're going back to old school work values where if you if you want to be a band, 
are working bands, you get out there and do the hard yards. Oh, no, the bands are doing the hard yards. They're just not getting paid oh, for right. it. Yeah. So yeah. there used to That's be bullshit. Eh? It used to be that the bands would go on tour to promote the records because the yeah. money was made with the records. Mm. So that's completely reversed now. The bands are touring because that's the only way they can make yeah, any money. Sell the merch. And they're recording so they have a reason to tour. And yeah. they make no money and, on the recordings. And there's a lot of venues that charge them. I've to, heard about that. I can't you know, believe that, that that's it's I think like, it's pathetic. Like, bro, you're making your money across mm. the bar. These people are yep. bringing in massive crowds. Yep. And you still want them to pay to perform? No, it's, it ain't right. Mm. But, oh, it's totally but, bullshit. You know, I mean, let's uh, face it, the I same mean, five people have all the money, and that's the way it's always going to be. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, what motive? I mean, I did ask you before about your motivation, but, you know, when, when you're not getting the financial rewards that maybe you would in Australia or in a different market. I don't or, think it makes any difference. No, I'm not going to yeah. blame New Zealand. <laughs> mm. No, it's just the way it is. And what but motivates me? I just like doing it. Mm. <laughs> it's, I mean, if I have a chance to talk to a cool, cool musician and ask him about his music and yeah. what makes him do it, why wouldn't I do exactly, that? Exactly. We were on the same page so there. Like, same yeah. page and there. I get asked that a lot by the people around me. You go, why are you wasting so much time talking to people that we've never even heard about? <laughs> uh, well. Because <laughs> now you are hearing about them. Right, exactly. Mm. So Yeah. Well hey, look, I know you're, you're busy and you've had a long day and um, <laughs> I really appreciate you coming in here and, and taking some time out to talk about it. It's been an absolute pleasure. But before we wrap up, do you have any final words? I hope not. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I should rephrase that. Yeah. You shouldn't say that to anybody my age. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to ask how old you're. I'm not going to ask how old you're. Um, I just wanted your, your thoughts on, uh, Cairo. You've been here 12 years, you know, just down there. Yep. How was it changed? Um, well, the on the way up here, when I was walking up, uh, Mercury Lane, I got approached by a hooker and it's Sunday afternoon. So nothing's changed. <laughs> 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 it's a little, it's a little shadier than it used to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think everybody knows that, mm. but you know, that's always been the character of Cairo. Right. I remember it's when we first, it's, it's also being gingerfried too, though. So it seems yeah, like yeah. it's becoming less yeah. shadier sometimes. Yeah. When we first oh. moved here, before we even moved here, we were on holiday and so we're driving around. And somebody told us we need to go to K Road. Uh -huh. And we're like, okay, where is that? And we look it up on the map. This is pre-internet, so we had that. And there, we couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. We didn't realize uh, yeah. it was Karanga Happy Road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody just assumed it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, no. Well, you obviously you found go. it. And thanks I think for we did, um, yes. finding us and coming on the Thank show. Thank you. Letting us find you. Thank, Thank you. And bear in mind, we do have like exclusive content on our Patreon page. So if you mm -hmm. do want to... Exclusive. Jump exclusive. Jump on there. You're more than welcome. Um, big round of applause. Thank you very much. Marty Duda. Hey, hey, thank you, guys. You're too kind. Too kind. <laughs> please. please. No, no, no. Sit down. Sit. Thank you. Thank I'm you very cool. much. Cool. Thanks, Marty. Thanks, Marty. Alrighty. Now I know I need the headphones so you can hear these special effects. Uh, okay.